0: Thk News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines: The chief executive plans for large-scale reclamation in the waters surrounding Land Tower comes under fire as she faces questions from legislators on initiatives in her policy address. Local stocks join a global slide, opening the day 800 points lower and ending the morning session down nearly four percent and the government's expressed regret over a report by a U.S. congressional committee which said the SAR's freedom of expression is under threat and autonomy is continuing to be eroded. The chief executive's mega-reclamation plan to develop 1,700 hectares in the waters surrounding Lantau has come under fire at the Legislative Council question-and-answer session. Neo-Democrats lawmaker Gary Fan questioned the cost of the project, which by some estimates will cost at least $500 billion, saying this would eat up the bulk of the city's fiscal reserves. But Mrs. Lamb says the project will take place in phases and the money will be invested over a long period of time. She spoke through an interpreter.
1: We do have to spend a lot of money on this massive investment project. We are not going to spend all of it in one go. Today is 2018, probably in 2032, they will see the production of residential units. In other words, a project lasting for 15 years. If you talk about $500 billion or $1 trillion, you have to spread it across more than a decade's time.
0: The chief executive also dismissed suggestions she's not doing enough to tackle the territory's short-term housing needs. Civic Party lawmaker Kwok Kaki questioned why Carrie Lam had resorted to reclamation instead of more readily available options like developing the Fanling golf course or resuming brownfield sites. Speaking through an interpreter, Mrs. Lam said past experience shows taking back brownfield sites isn't as quick of an option as some may think.
2: It's very difficult to develop brownfield sites, and um, this option is certainly not quick. I was one tree for development, and in 2008 at LegCo, I triggered the northeast new territory's development. The um, target was intake in 2015, and the development area was renamed Kutong North Fenling. We are yet to resume even a single brownfield site, and I do not know when the intake will be.
0: Local stocks have fallen sharply, joining a global slide after US stocks saw their biggest one-day drop since February. The Hang Seng Index opened the day 800 points, or 3% lower. Francis Lund, CEO at GEO Securities, says intensifying trade tensions between China and the US and rising US interest rates had led to the sell-off.
2: Investors are selling stocks, especially the high PE technology stocks is a wholesale uh, uh, sell-off. So uh, that, that's what we have right now. And, of course, uh, the Hong Kong market has fallen quite sharply uh, in October already. Uh, unfortunately, I think the end is not in sight. Uh, the Hang Seng Index might fall to the 24,000 points level. And just uh, I would advise investors to sell right now.
0: The government's expressed regret over the latest findings of a report by a U.S. Congressional Committee. The report said Hong Kong's autonomy is continuing to be eroded and the freedom of expression in the territory is under threat. The government here stressed that foreign legislatures should not interfere in any way in the internal affairs of Hong Kong. Janice Wong reports.
1: In the report, the Executive Commission on China said there had been diminishing space for political action by pro-democracy groups and individuals in Hong Kong. It cited the March 2018 LegCo by-election as an example. The report said political screening was called out on prospective election candidates based on their political party or political beliefs. It also said in the past year, the government continued to take legal action against political opposition such as leaders and participants of the 2014 Occupy Central movement. The report also expressed concern over Hong Kong's freedom of expression after it opposed a talk at the Foreign Correspondence Club by independence advocate Andy Chan, who was the leader of the now-banned Hong Kong National Party. The SAR government rejected the report's findings. In a statement, it stressed Hong Kong independence was a blatant violation of the basic law and the territory's independence runs counter to the successful implementation of the one country, two systems principle and undermines the SAR's constitutional and legal foundations. The government says it attaches great importance to freedom of speech but stressed that such freedom isn't absolute and there's no room for discussing Hong Kong independence. It also rejected claims of political screening during the March 2018 by-election. It said everything, including the co-location arrangement of the express rail immigration facilities, had been handled in accordance with the basic law. The statement also stressed that since Hong Kong's return to the mainland, the territory had been exercising a high degree of autonomy. It went on to say that Hong Kong demonstrated the full and successful implementation of the One Country, Two Systems Principle, which has been widely recognized by the international community.
0: A Chinese intelligence official who was extradited from Belgium has appeared in a U.S. court on espionage charges. Yan Jun-shu is accused of stealing sensitive trade secrets from an American aerospace company. The BBC's Peter Bowes reports. Yang Zhengshu is described in court documents as an official of China's Ministry of State Security.
3: Prosecutors say he recruited foreign experts to travel to China on the pretext of asking them to make a presentation to a university without revealing his true identity. Last year, he met an engineer from the Ohio-based company GE Aviation in China. The FBI says the extradition of a Chinese intelligence officer is unprecedented and that it exposes the Chinese government's direct oversight of economic espionage against the United States.
0: An earthquake off the Indonesian islands of Java and Bali has killed at least three people and damaged buildings. The Indonesian Disaster Agency said the three victims were asleep when their houses in Sumenup, East Java, collapsed. The magnitude 6 quake also shook buildings in Bali's capital of Denpasar. A powerful earthquake and tsunami on the island of Sulawesi last month killed more than 2,000 people. And a powerful cyclone has made landfall in India's eastern state of Odisha, bringing heavy rains. The authorities have evacuated 300,000 people and set up more than 800 temporary shelters. The BBC's Rahul Tandon reports from Calcutta.
2: India's Meteorological Department says that Cyclone Titli hit the coast of Orissa with gusting winds of up to 150 kilometres an hour at around 6 o'clock this morning local time. The authorities in the state have already evacuated more than 300,000 people, many of them fishermen. Transport across eastern India has been severely affected. Power supplies have also been disrupted. The authorities across the region have urged people to stay indoors.
0: The most powerful storm in decades to hit the southeast of the United States has left a trail of destruction in the state of Florida. Hurricane Michael is now heading towards Georgia. It brought storm surges of up to three metres to Florida's panhandle area, ripping up trees and roofs. One person was reportedly killed when his house was hit by a falling tree. About 200,000 people are now without power, although that figure is expected to rise. Rick Scott is Florida's governor.
1: As Hurricane Michael continues its destructive path through the panhandle and leaves our state, we're turning 100% of our focus on search and rescue and recovery. We are deploying a massive wave of response. We will be sending help from air, land, and sea. This includes thousands of responders for power restoration, medical search and rescue, law enforcement, food and water distribution, and every
0: other critical resource. Paul Osman is a weatherman with the CBS 46 TV station.
2: This was the second most powerful storm to ever hit the United States. Number one was Hurricane Andrew back in 1992. One thing that we're seeing from this is how quick it's moving. It moved quickly from Panama City into southwest Georgia. And we had one reporter actually go into what is considered the eye of the storm. It is still a Category 1 hurricane, probably downgraded in the next hour or so. But it's still causing a lot of problems. This is a storm that is, is still unfolding.
0: The daughter of the former Peruvian President Alberto Fujimori has been arrested as part of an investigation into money laundering. Keiko Fujimori, who is also the leader of the opposition in Congress, was detained after she arrived at the state prosecutor's office to testify. The case against her includes allegations of illegal contributions to her party by the Brazilian construction company Odebrecht. Ms Fujimori denies any wrongdoing. The French President Emmanuel Macron and Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau are in Armenia for a summit of the Organisation of Francophone Countries. The summit agenda includes a possibly contentious election of a Secretary-General. The incumbent, a former Governor-General of Canada, Michel Jean, is seeking re-election. The BBC's Rehan Dimitri has more details.
2: For small Armenia, this is by far the biggest international event it has ever hosted. French is not an official language here, but there is a large ethnic Armenian diaspora in France. On the agenda at the two-day summit is the vote for secretary-general of the organization. The French president Emmanuel Macron has endorsed the candidacy of Rwanda's foreign minister, Louis Mushikiwabo. She also has the full backing of African Union states and would be the first African head of the organization.
0: A final scientific paper has been published containing the work of the renowned physicist Stephen Hawking. The study was completed by three of Professor Hawking's colleagues after his death earlier this year. The BBC's Steve Jackson has this report.
3: The paper is entitled Black Hole Entropy and Soft Hair and is a further contribution to understanding what happens to objects that disappear into black holes and where their information goes. It was a central part of Stephen Hawking's work and this paper summarises the status of those studies right up to his death. Hawking, who had motor neuron disease, was told in the 1960s that he had just two years to live, but he was able to carry on working for more than half a century. His colleagues say his contribution to
0: black hole physics remained vitally stimulating to the very end. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,208. That's 982 points down on the previous close. Market turnover stands at $74 billion. To currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 112.12 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar 15 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 36 cents. And now with sport, here's Adam Chung.
3: Hong Kong's para athletes picked up two more gold medals on day 4 of competition at the Asian Para Games in Jakarta. Swimmer Chan Yui Lam won the women's 100-meter butterfly in an Asian record time of 1 minute 10.13 seconds. Her victory came in the S14 category for athletes with intellectual impairment. It's a second medal for Chan who won bronze in the backstroke on Tuesday and a third gold medal for Hong Kong's para-swimming team. Meanwhile, a 64-year-old athlete with visual impairment topped the podium in lawn bowling. Tan Shen Yi was unbeaten in four matches and she went on to win the final by a lopsided score of 21-4. to To football now. Gary White will make his debut as Hong Kong coach tonight when his team hosts Thailand in a friendly at Mong Kok Stadium. Hong Kong are currently 143rd in the FIFA World Rankings. That's 21 places below their opposition. It's the first of two friendlies in back-to-back weeks. White's team will play away to Indonesia on Tuesday. Our football commentator Tobias Zusser says the Hong Kong squad contain a mix of experience and youth.
2: Well, I think Gary White very much is doing what many expected from him. He hasn't completely changed the team, but instead he tries to strike a balance between older, naturalized players and younger players. The biggest surprise is probably the call-up of a 20-year-old player from Eastern, Yueqi Nam, who only has played 45 minutes this season, but really made a lasting impression on Gary White, who was in the stadium at the time, That said, based on Gary White's previous coaching jobs, we will most likely see a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 formation tonight. Nothing too experimental, but rather pragmatic and straightforward.
3: Now, we talk a lot about how uh, Gary White has been brought in to improve Hong Kong's FIFA rankings. How does Hong Kong football benefit from having a higher ranking?
2: Ranking often decides your pot for a competition draw, but for Hong Kong, I think the significance of the ranking is rather an internal one, a political one. It is one of the benchmarks that are used to determine if Hong Kong football has been improving over the years. And as early as next year, the government and the jockey club will start to reevaluate their financial support and their collaboration and the partnerships uh, with local football. And the ranking will be at least one indicator to see if their investment has any impact. So, yeah, it it actually is a quite significant number within Hong Kong.
3: That's our football commentator Tobias Zusser speaking on Hong Kong Today. And we finish with basketball. Tex Winter, the triangle offense pioneer who assisted Phil Jackson on NBA championship teams with the Chicago Bulls and the L.A. Lakers, has died. He was 96. Michael Jordan called him a great teacher and said he was lucky to play for him during the Bulls' six title-winning seasons in the 1990s. And that's your look at sports.
0: And to end the news, the top stories once again. The chief executive's plan for large-scale reclamation in the waters surrounding Lantau comes under fire. Local stocks join a global slide opening the day 800 points lower and ending the morning session down nearly 4%. And the government's expressed regret over a report by a U.S. congressional committee which said the SAR's freedom of expression is under threat. The news from RTHK. It's our chance. if you want to dance, let's take our chance. You can jump to the beat and keep
3: bouncing, 30 seconds and counting, hot one, this choice critical,
2: situation is difficult, my caliber won't allow me to rhyme on a level where your people can't hear me, see me, guess I know you want to be me, in the meantime bounce to the beat, say music
0: is my life, cause my life my- And I kick a figure, I'ma get the dance floor thumping Just step back and take time to check When I rock up on the mic, you people never forget to so check it Music out is like